Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Bikini Body Podcast. I'm your host, Allegra Paris. I'm your co-host, Alton Evans. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys, we are still virtual because our lives are crazy, but <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. I think we I, we would say we both sound a little bit better, a little clearer, crisper. A, l- a little clearer, not as thick as like our last, our last go around. No, maybe maybe a little bit, but... Tell them what you just had, what you have right now. Just, well, have been going through the flu, both <laughs> A and B. Didn't even know it's possible to get both of them at the same time, but here we are. But they gave me We're- this, like magic little pill and it was like a one-time like whatever and by like the third day i was back in the gym i felt great so you know We're going. That, like, <laughs> he's like i have the flu i'm like all right so we'll record like tomorrow then you're like no like i have the flu i'm like all right until the next day <laughs> like i'm like um i like, love I feeling so good but i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be good tomorrow woke up the next day like completely dying so Ugh. yeah we were pushed out a little bit but we're, we're here we're back we're here we're back you Just guys virtual. we're sorry yeah but we're sorry we had to take a little break because times are tough the times are tough but we're back times are tough we're back well that's good it brings us right to our first topic which is like about times being tough the, the effect of stress <laughs> the stress that's in the air <laughs> for everybody the effect of stress on the body Oh, I just think about like my mom and she's like, 2024 is my year, like 2024, <laughs> like no stress this year, team. And I was like, I had a good 2023 and her and my sister are like, we didn't. I'm like, okay, well, no stress. Honestly, but. no stress. I mean, I feel like 2023 was pretty good for both of us, but yeah. I mean, let's just keep that, let's keep riding that wave because we need more no stress we days. Need, yeah, we need that good energy. All right. Well, we are here to talk about stress in the body because I feel like it's actually huge. It affects us so much more than anyone wants to believe. Like nobody actually sits around and goes, okay, I'm holding on to all this weight because I'm stressed, right? We all think it's, well, because for the most time, well, the most part it is food and diet and exercise, obviously. But we want to talk about things like adrenaline and cortisol. And they just play such a huge role, not only for, we'll, we'll briefly touch on like women's cycles and when like cortisol, increased cortisol levels is really bad for that. And then also just like what goes on when you're so stressed out. So I think to start, like we can kind of describe when your cortisol levels have been up for a while, like you're feeling really, really, really tired, right? Yeah. You know, you feel like lethargic because you're so like if you're if you're stressed, if you're I don't know how, you know, you know, but even butterflies in your stomach stress like that really bad level of stress. What happens to the body is like when you're tired, you like start to be more hungry and you start to crave carbs because your body knows that carbs are the immediate form of energy. So you're like wanting this junk food comfort food, stress eating, we're tired, you know, we're not properly hydrating because our cortisol levels are so high. And so it's just something to understand that that happens. Like if you're tired, like understand, okay, there's like a hormonal thing going on here, right? That can be cured with a bunch of different things. We can kind of talk about that. Like what do you do, Don, when you're feeling like high levels of stress for your health? For my health, I mean, honestly, I need to, I need to move my body. I need to like work out because if I don't, I get like more depressed. And I think this goes back to like releasing positive endorphins within your body and why working out is so important within my personal routine. Because if I'm stressed, I'm like, okay, I need to like take this time so that I can like go inward. I can feel good. I can then attack the situation or whatever is making me stressed, like with a more clear mind. I'm Mm -hmm. not big into like binging. Like I'm not like a big binge eat like type person like sure have i binged in the past yes but like usually if i'm stressed i'm not like running to the fridge usually i'm like my stomach is like so upset that i'm like literally keep all food away from me so right right i'm not right, i'm that, not like that, about that stuff but i know people that are like i mean stress like, eating i mean you know that's like a normal that's something normal for you to for touch people. on if if you're having that level of anxiety you're not even able to eat which then you'll be not eating enough protein and losing muscle so like so many parts around this exactly 
But just being mindful, everybody, of cortisol levels. So it's one thing. Like, think about this. When you're like a drug addict, right, or you're addicted to like cocaine, you are f- experiencing these really high levels of what, serotonin? Anything like that, that that all of a sudden what happens is you're taking in so much of that, you're, you're like wearing out those receptors. They're becoming worn out. They're becoming like bigger and worn out. And then all of a sudden you become like this depressed person because you're like constantly in a state of receiving too much serotonin. This can happen with cortisol as well, where you're like really, really burnt out. And like, I guess the reason I can kind of talk about this so much is because after I lost my dad in 2017, I was experiencing these constant raised levels of cortisol because I was so not okay. And so like my whole family, I mean, we all were like this. And so I remember being so tired, like I had COVID type thing. I was so fatigued. And I just wish I knew what I know now. So that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it. Like understanding that my actual hormone levels were so messed up from something going on mentally for me that then it was causing even like, yeah, not seeing my body operating properly, holding on to weight. I think there's some relationships around like visceral fat, which is the fat around your organs, like kind of holding on to that. Yeah. I mean, stress can do crazy things to the body. I mean, your hair, like your skin, Mm -hmm. like... I was actually just texting Blake about this earlier. He's gotten this like awful rash on his neck in like one spot and it will not go away no matter what products he puts on. He's going to a dermatologist. They don't know. But as soon as he like became like less stressed and started just like kind of compartmentalize things, uh, things were getting like worked out a little bit better. It started to go away. And then as soon as he was getting like super stressed again, it was getting red, itchy, like whatever. So it can come out in so many different ways in your body. Also, hair loss is huge when you're so, so it's stressed. Crazy. Pumping these, I don't want to call them like toxins. Like, I don't know if you'd call it like high cortisol level, like a toxin throughout your body. It just sends really scary. It sends fight or flight signals to the brain. Exactly. So you're just like slightly panicked all the time. And like yeah. you get more spooked and scared by things. I actually wrote all this down just quickly, but like chronically elevated levels of cortisol lead to reduced osteoblast activity. Cells that play a major role in bone mineralization, which reduces bone density. So you're out here like causing yourself all sorts of issues, um, especially around weight training and whatever. And then I think I just wrote causes anxiety, depression, slowed metabolism, increased visceral fat, which I think is so fascinating. Weight gain. I remember for the first time experiencing anxiety so bad when I was young. I was in 10th grade. I remember thinking the actual world was ending. I'm an anxious wreck. No one's like me. No one feels like me. It's not possible. Meanwhile, it's like literally every single person, their dogs, their cats. Every, everyone. But this was back when it still wasn't normal to talk about it. We grew up in that kind of age where you just didn't, we didn't normalize it as much as we do now. And so I remember having the almost like that butterfly kind of gut feeling. And I don't know how I knew this. I don't know if I looked it up or what. But I remember when I was young, I was always like, I think I've spoken about this before, but I wasn't, it wasn't that I was overweight as a kid. I was like really, really underweight. So I was like really insecure about like not filling out clothes and stuff. But I was always like, okay, my stomach was very flat. And I remember feeling like puffy and feeling like I was gaining weight, but like inside me. And I've always been like really in touch with my body. But that was true. It was the visceral fat, which is around your organs. It's like the more serious kind. And like, I just swear I was giving myself these like issues and feeling like bloated and weird and I was having like plaguing anxiety. And so that's how I learned to like self-regulate with all the stuff that we'll get into at like a young age. But I'll never forget, like I really know visceral fat's a real thing. And that's like the kind to be like scared of, like weary of for like diabetes and whatnot. But anyways, I wanted to first just start off by saying all of this stuff so everyone can just become more educated on this and understand what's happening to their body. Because I literally think that's half of the anxiety. You know, it's like 
just not knowing what's going on. We said stress can cause, you know, uh, gut issues, Crohn, like all these things. So, I mean, we can briefly, t- we're not therapists at all, but we can each just touch on like what we've done to self-regulate and like manage stress. Do you want to yeah. go first? Like what are ways that has like relieved you of some of it? It's funny because there's like different parts of my life where I've tried different things. Like if there's ever, I mean, recently I tried to get back into meditation. I mean, something that you and I have been talking about recently, which has really helped me to be able to like calm like the voices in my head, like the thoughts in my head of actually just taking a step back. And I realized it's like the last couple months has just gotten like really out of hand where I'm like laying in bed. It doesn't stop. Like my mind is not calm at all. So honestly, it's been helping me a lot to just take like 10 to 15 minutes out of the day. And I've been doing it in the morning because honestly, like, again, something we've been talking about, like mornings are the worst to wake up with anxiety. I'm thinking about work, life, relationships, like so on. So what I've been trying to do is like, okay, I'm waking up, I'm feeling super anxious already. I'm starting the day. Like that's no way to start your day out on like a good way. It's just doing like 10 minutes of meditation. So there, I've done it on like YouTube, even Headspace, the app, which is really, really great. I love their app. You can, so many different courses, singles. It's it's a really great way to just calm your mind and yeah. almost like strengthen a muscle. Your brain is technically a muscle. So that's been really, really to- great discipline it too right which is the scariest hardest part like you have to force it to to switch what you're thinking into something positive like affirmations or something it's so funny how it's like you don't think about like how you have to strengthen your brain or like strengthen yes you have to obviously like work on your brain so that you're you have a better memory you are you're more knowledgeable and so on but like it's such meditation to me it's just like such a funny like exercise to be able to actually really strengthen and create a healthy brain So that's one that I've been doing a lot. Taking time for myself, again, like I mentioned a little bit ago, like working out and just making sure that I have like, I'm consistently taking care of myself and not just constantly being reactive to like the situations around me where, okay, I'm sitting and working like all all night, but I'm doing like nothing for myself. My diet's like going down the tubes, like just making sure that I'm prioritizing myself at least an hour out of the day, whether that's like doing my skincare and taking like an extra moment to just like do some facial massage, just like kind of taking a step Dalton back. Has like, always, Dalton has taught me how to take care of my body. No, but he, and I mean like in the bathroom, <laughs> like, like, like the tools, like, like the, you know, I would remember seeing all of your stuff. You have like the scalp massager, like you the have 16 like, cream, the gouache. Yeah. I remember I had like my soap bar and, and he just like looked at me Dalton, and was like, we got to like, we got to figure this <laughs> out for you, girl. In our shower and you would just have these like, it literally looked like a, like almost like a, like a kid's shelf of toys and I was yes. like this looks incredible and they're all just little tools for like your skin and it feels nice to do those things for yourself so nice there was somebody actually in our dorms and like our first dorms I forget it a Chris and he lived across the hall from me and he was huge into skincare and he was like your skincare and like taking care of your body should almost be like a ritual like your skin your product should smell really nice like you want to take a step back and like take that time for yourself because really like that's your moment where you're taking care of yourself it's not like just checking off a box like you're really trying to like, like heal yourself you're you it's just, it's time for you so I've always been like huge on like you know our, our skincare and making yourself feel good because when you when you feel good you outside. look good when you look good you feel good so it's like look that's why we have this podcast it should be called like you look on the outside you feel good on the inside because it's yeah, so right. true it's so <laughs> true so many We're not names saying... for this podcast like maybe each season needs its own like name like a its theme. own name 
its own theme. Well, own. so I feel like for me, it's like a mix of of that and then the faith side, yes. like spirituality. Yes. And everyone is different with this. I think when I first was dealing with like the plaguing anxiety when I was really young, I I kind of went to church. I like went to like Catholic school or whatever, but I didn't really know anything about the Bible. But I remember I would like sit in my window and like force myself to meditate. I was so young. I even did it younger than tenth grade, like way younger. I just like felt like I needed to like pray. And I would like talk to God and just thank him for everything, which immediately makes you feel better because you're like, wait, I have all these nice things. I have family, friends, like I'm so lucky. So that helps to start off. And then as I move through like my own spiritual journey, especially around losing my dad, um, I became a born again Christian when I was 17. And like, it's my own journey. But my point is when you pray, like you know when things are relaxing, you fall asleep. At night, I like go to pray and I've never been able to finish a prayer because I fall asleep every time during it because I'm so relaxed. Yeah, it's the, (laughs) it's kind of sad, but like it's, I'm honest about it because I'm like, if anyone knew this tool, you guys are missing out. Like just pray about everything you're so thankful for first, then everything. What I've learned about my prayer that I've changed is I used to ask for things and now instead I just like thank God for them already. And they've all manifested, which is insane. But it just is so calming. It's such a sense of peace and you fall asleep. And that, that was like life changing for me. And then obviously also the workouts. I have to work out an hour a day or I don't sleep. If I don't sleep, yep. I, go, I go crazy. Yes. So it's like prioritizing sleep, fixing your sleep. A lot of my clients, we work on their sleep because I we're going to talk about this in a future episode, but I'm actually just going to say this really quick. When you're sleep deprived, your levels, your hunger hormone increases your levels of your um, like fulfilling hormone go down. This leads you to be hungrier. You're eating more. You're eating carbs, like we had said. So sleep is freaking huge. And then one more thing I've been telling everyone about is I found this guy named Dylan James on YouTube who does. He's like, I love like my faith stuff. And then I love him because he's like sassy and he's strong. And he'll just, yeah, he's been great. He'll slap you around a little in the best way. Like I really need that where he'll just one of them's called like stop doubting yourself. Right. And then so. He'll do like bad, he calls them baddie meditations. And like that just resonates well with me. So it'll be a 10 minute meditation and you have to repeat the words like, I am amazing. I am the best, but not in like a weird, obviously like a self-absorbed way. It's like a way of like a lot of the time when we're depressed and sad, we don't feel good about ourselves. So he just helps you to like regulate, get back on on your horse, feel good. And then you're able to be in a stable mindset to then be the best version of yourself for everyone else. So these are like tools. I don't know. Yeah, Dalton, you kind of listen to him a little bit. Yeah, he's been great. I also have an app on my phone. It's called I Am. And it was like, um, I haven't, I need to like honestly do it again, but it was positive affirmations to just like come up on your screen like throughout the day, like as a little widget. And those are nice. Like even if you just like sit there and like read them, like I'll just like look down at my phone and there'll be like a nice... Like positive affirmation, like what's the one right now? Right now it goes, I give myself permission to release painful thoughts. So, but they'll like change like every like five minutes of just like a nice, like positive affirmation. And I find myself if like I'm really feeling down or if I'm not like feeling that confident, like going into something for work or just yeah. like life, just to say that like a couple times, like it'll really change your mindset, whether like you really think it does or not, like it will change your mindset. It's really everything like about how you talk to yourself, it'll be immediately reflected. And you got to understand too, like, you know, we're not consistent with this stuff because at the end of the day, it's like, we do have to force ourselves to do it just like a workout, kind of to drag yourself to it. I always drag myself to a lot of this stuff. And then I start doing it. I'm like, why don't I do this every five seconds? Like, this is (laughs) So don't feel bad if you're not being consistent with this stuff, but I'm glad we kind of were able to give some of our options. I feel like we have a lot of good ways of, I just, I call it self-regulation, like to be the best version of myself. 
self-regulate. Like, don't beat yourself up if you're not doing, like, every single one of these things. Like, I'm not doing every single one of these things every day, but at least, like, one or two, what you will notice a difference, you will feel better, and then build from there. Like, start with, like, a one-minute meditation. Start with a two-minute meditation. Like, I did a 20 the other day, and it was the longest I've ever done, and I, by the end of it, it had flown by, and I was, like, so proud of myself, but, like, just start slow, and you'll notice a difference with anything. Like, And then the exciting part, back to the very beginning, is, like, you might find that your gut issues have subsided a little bit and you're going to be like, wait, what? Like we live in a society where it's like, here, take these meds and shut up. Yeah. How about yeah. you meditate and maybe like pray or do something different for yourself. And then all of a sudden your health stuff's starting to heal. Like exactly. my entire body is healed after what I had gone through, but it took years. Like it's crazy. There's, we can, we'll talk about what like went on with our bodies when we lived in New York another time. But... Yeah. <laughs> the stress. We need like... to move on. We need to move on. We need to move on. Okay. Questions from you. Questions from you. I like the name still. Questions from you. I think so too because they are from you. So right. yeah. True. You put a lot of these in. I actually don't think I put these in. These are from your people. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So... That's the first one. First question. Can you explain the importance of warming up and cooling down within my workouts? Do you remember like who wrote this or what kind of person? Um, I got to go back. It was a male. Majority of my questions, some of them are, I think the first one, I can go back and look, but I'm almost positive this is from a male. Where should we start with this? Importance of warming up and cooling down. Well, the warm up, obvious reasons, I guess, just warming yourself up and Let's face it, guys. Over twenty five, like we we be old. We are old. Like we need to like Speak warm to up. <laughs> no, no, Dalton. You know what? I'm a year older than you. Just wait. No, I'm oh, telling God. you. Like I don't know what's been going on. You know what it is? I've been starting to play golf, and it's just such an asymmetric sport. It's so like transverse, whatever. So I'm having all these issues in my right trap because I'm playing right handed and I'm left handed. So by that, I need to warm up, and like I would literally like. Yeah, you need to warm up your body because all of a sudden you go to do a swing and you like rip something. Like, oh God. So, warming up means getting the body ready for what you're about to do. So, your warm ups should always look different based on what you're about to do. You don't want to do like static holds if you're about to go run. You should do dynamic stretching, meaning like swinging. You see runners like put their hands on a fence and swing their leg left and right, left and right. That's dynamic. They're moving it. They're not just holding their leg in place. So you're waking up, like you're sending signals to your brain. Hey, we're going to start moving like this fast, fast switch. Like, so, so you would look up, if you don't know what that is, like look up dynamic stretches for something like cardio. Static stuff's good for afterwards, but just trying to do like really like movement oriented thing. I mean, before I lift, before I run, before I lift, I always do my little high knees, butt kicks, squats, push ups, like. I don't think the warm up has to be anything crazy. I only do like a five minute one. Um, my friend Malia has a trainer who has her do like a 20 minute one, but I think it's, she's just in a different place also in her fitness journey. I think it depends if you're like rehabbing any parts of your body. Yeah. That right. Makes sense. Like, like my hamstring and my left side's wrecked. So I have to spend extra time warming up that side because I'm feeling old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I don't know. What does your trainer have you do, Dawn? Cardio to like warm up. And honestly, like I've been liking it. It depends. Well, I get it. It depends. So like majority of the time we're doing like a little bit of cardio. He does about like 10 minutes. I'm doing it on my own. I'm doing like 20 minutes. And the only reason I did start doing that was because I noticed when I was doing it with him, if I was like pushing myself a little bit more, I was getting off. I was hot. I was sweating. My body felt warm. And I actually felt like I was getting like a more intense workout like when I was lifting Mm -hmm. as opposed to going in being kind of cold and then like trying to lift weights. 
So I've been really loving, I've been doing a lot of running recently, actually. And so um, good for the mental. It's one, yeah, I needed it for mental. There's just been a lot of like changes in my life recently. And then two, it's helped me. There was a portion where I was like feeling just like puffy. And so it's helped me to like slim up a lot. I'm feeling like I'm getting like a better workout in. So for me right now, cardio has been like my warm up. But in years past and times past, like if I'm not doing cardio, I'm doing not static, just so dynamic stretching. So, and then really focusing on whatever fo- part I'm going to be lifting. So if I'm going to be doing a lot for like, let's say legs, I'm going to be trying to like open up my hips, my hamstrings, my, uh, my quads, my calves, um, and really focusing on like lower body. And then again, like if I'm doing upper body, I'll switch it up that way. But my current okay. is a lot of cardio, honestly, to, for warm up. I feel like there's a fine line with it. It's like it's like that fine finding that perfect warm up for you where you're not you obviously never want to be like fatigued from your warm up and then all of a sudden yeah. you like you like can't even lift a dumbbell. So I think that fine line between warming up but not being fatigued. Yeah. So that's like the sweet spot and everyone's is going to look so different. So like for you you could probably bang out like 2 miles as your warm up where for some people that has to be their whole workout. Yeah. But it just depends where you're at. And there's so many different ways. I think cardio-based stuff is great on the tread. Like the high knees butt kick is also good. Cool down? I don't cool down. I don't either. I'm like not the person to ask about this. I probably should stretch after. I'm just not good at it, honestly. You know why I don't? I I stretch throughout my workout, which people on TikTok roast me for. But like I really am very content with my training. But I do a lot of down dog, up dog. I do a lot of my pigeon. I have my clients do the same in between our sets when we're weight training because we're not moving very fast, taking our time. And then at the end, yeah, they do one more final stretch, but like we don't need to go and like continue typically because people don't have the time, you know, like people don't have the time. I tell my clients, I want you moving for an entire hour, whether half of it's walking, I don't care, but then that's your cool down. So don't stress about a cool down, I think is my opinion. Just obviously make sure you're getting stretching in, but you should be getting stretching in throughout when it comes to like a run some people do cool down runs and i'm like team my entire workout was my like cool up and down at the same time like i can't keep yeah i never really done a cool down like for my runs usually i'm like going i'm like okay i'm done jumps off (laughs) like no that's when it's like a long run i think just feel your body out if you feel like your hips got tight from your run go do some hip stretches but like maybe we'll revisit this topic when we're in like our 40s or i don't know 50s like i don't know what to say but right now it doesn't feel like there needs to be a final chapter to the workout Yeah at this moment but definitely a warm-up all right let's let's hit like two more <laughs> of these <laughs> well i don't believe in snacking you yeah i don't really snack i like have my meals i'm not like a big snack person we got the most listens to our podcast titled like why i'm an anti-snacker so we don't even need to talk about this right now yeah go watch that video or listen to yeah. that podcast we um, go in on that can I drink Gatorade instead of water? Well, I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you need to be drinking your water. Gatorade is great, but Gatorade is not a replacement for you water. You guys, Gatorade low-key is one of the worst electrolyte options that has ever Please existed. Please don't replace water with Gatorade. Like, we are if made up of 90% it, water, not made up of 90% Gatorade. So It's so funny who wrote this. I'm crying. I don't know. <laughs> well okay this is the thing we're not making fun of you whoever wrote this because i'm like get unfollowed like no more questions from you for me Uh, last time i help you last time i write into you (laughs) look my mom my mom will not drink like i swear that generation my mom will not drink water she drinks like like seltzer every five seconds and my stepdad lives off of iced tea which is actually even worse 
So there's that. But Gatorades. I drink the zero-calorie Gatorades when I just want something sweet. But you got to understand, like, the traditional Gatorade, hold on, has 34 grams. This is the smaller one. 34 grams of carbs, 32 of that being sugar. So it's like a sugar bomb. It has 70 milligrams of potassium. Cool. That's only one of your electrolytes. Where are the other ones? Like, they're not even in it. It's like the craziest thing to me. And then... The first ingredient is sugar. The second is dextrose, which is still sugar. Third is citric acid, salt, sodium. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, we have some yellow six. There's nothing worse. Gatorade is so please so pathetic. Like, yeah, don't. I'm so Just mad don't. at it, you guys. I work with this company called Barcode, and I'm fully addicted to them. And now they're the new. They're like taking over Gatorade spot as like the sports drinks of so many different sports teams because they actually have all your electrolytes. And they don't have any disgusting things like dextrose, sodium, citral, ha, 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 whatever. For the person asking, there are so many other options for you. I know a liquid IV is going to be very sugary, but that's still going to have all your electrolytes. Like Gatorade doesn't even have. You have to buy now the Gatorade. It's called Rapid I Hydration. I used to be a fan of like Pedialyte because like of all the like the electrolytes and stuff in it. And then I was in the drugstore like after i got like the flu and i was just like looking through all the different electrolyte drinks and i was like oh like pedialyte forgot about her and i turned around the bottle it was literally like blue 40 like red <gasps> number two and i'm like in pedialyte so i was like well it that's kids? It. it's for children it's for children and it was like the number four ingredient was like all of these food colorings that are known to cause cancer i was like okay right. like this is ridiculous like so please one don't face your children video light and two don't feed yourself Darn it. Today. i put that in one of my guides but okay the only reason i did is because once again it still does have all of your electrolytes however it now has like lake seven so sorry yeah so we can <laughs> lake seven <laughs> So maybe you'll drink Barcode's amazing. Um, so it's spelled B-A-R-C-O-D-E, Barcode. And they are like your new option for a Gatorade I without all them. the drama. Yeah, I'm obsessed with them. All right, everyone. We will see you on the next episode. Uh, please remember to DM us with questions or topics that you guys want to hear about. Uh, DM Dalton at Dalton T. Evans. Me at, at Allegra Paris or at Allegra Paris Bikini Body. Um, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube and all the above. Love you guys. Love you guys. See you soon. Bye.